Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Today we are going to be in Exodus chapter 2, and we will begin reading in verse 1. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to go and get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying. She felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him up out of the water. Okay, amen. Now, if we remember in the story prior to this, the reason that this had to take place, that this Hebrew woman has hidden the baby in a basket and sent the baby down the river, is because the Pharaoh of the time has made a law, a rule, that all newborn baby boy Hebrew children should be murdered on sight by the midwives. I cannot imagine how absolutely horrifying this time period would have been for the Israelites. And here we see the love of a mother and of a father that she's willing to risk her own life for three months hiding this baby. I have little kids and I know that hiding a newborn baby for three months must have been incredibly challenging. And now he gets to the point where they just can't hide him any longer. So they do something unthinkable. Placing him in the river, placing him in a basket, sending him off. We have absolutely no indication from the story that somehow they knew exactly what was going to happen and that Pharaoh's daughter would discover the baby and would raise him as his own. I believe what's happening here is a last-ditch, desperate try to do anything that maybe by sending Moses down the river in the basket he would be discovered downriver somewhere outside of Pharaoh's reach. But as it is, he's discovered, and not just by anybody, but by Pharaoh's own family. And it's just amazing to see in the story how the goodness of God, that the mother gets to nurse her own baby that mom gets to stay in contact, that his sister is a part of all this, that God had orchestrated all of these events to save, to rescue Moses' life. This is an important theme. Right before this, in the end of chapter 1, it says the Israelites cried out to God and he heard them. Here we have a story of God rescuing and saving Moses' life. And then end of this chapter, we have a story of Moses fleeing and being rescued once again out in the desert. And we see this common idea, this common theme. God is a savior. He's a rescuer. 
He loves to help us in the midst of impossible situations, impossible by our own ability, but certainly not impossible for God. You see, there are many times in our life where we are going to find ourselves in seemingly impossible situations where we think there's absolutely no way out. Maybe you're facing one of those situations right now. As Moses drifted down the Nile in that basket, there was nothing he or his family could do to get himself out of this crisis. But listen, Moses had been set apart by God. And you and I, if we're in Christ Jesus, we have been set apart by God in the very same way that Moses was. And we can trust God that he's faithful and able to do impossible things in and through our lives, that he's still a savior, that he's still willing to reach out and to help us and to intervene into our lives and our situations. If you and I, friends, will call out to him, we'll trust him, will follow him. The Bible teaches us clearly that God is working all things together for the good, for those who are in Christ Jesus and called according to his purposes. It does not say that all things are good. This situation that Moses was in was definitely not a good situation, but God was going to use it in a mighty and powerful way. And friends, the same thing is true about your life and your situation. We don't always see it, we can't always wrap our mind around it, but we can rest and trust that God truly will fulfill his promises in and through us. Let's pray. God, I am so, so grateful for these stories. I'm so thankful that we can see how you as a Savior are looking out for us, are watching out for our lives, are are actually orchestrating and bringing all of this terrible sin and corruption, you're still, even in the midst of this, able to bring about your purpose and your plan. I thank you that you are a Savior, that you're saving us, that you're helping us. And every single day, God, whether we see it or not, you're working on our behalf. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.